How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Artist Network. I'm your host, Brandon Schloss. This is episode 24. In this episode, I bring on Jamieson. Jamieson is an up-and-coming graphic designer. When I say up-and-coming and graphic designer, I kind of say that lightly, because he is, yes, up-and-coming, yes, a graphic designer, but he is truly a master of none. He is probably learning something new as we speak, and he has not reached his full potential at all. I believe... You know, he has a long way to go, but he is still making waves in the industry at a, at a young age. So it's very exciting to see where he takes us. I believe he's an inspiration to younger musicians and graphic designers. Anyone who's listening, I feel like you could take a little bit away from his story. I brought him on here because he does not overcome a great amount of odds or uh, a tough background or a bad background at all. You know, he, he grew up pretty privileged. His parents gave him everything he needed uh, growing up. And that can also hinder your growth because the hunger, it's, it's not shown to you until you go off into the real world. And he just had to flip a switch in his mind to enter the killer be killed mindset that he goes about every day when he creates art for the, some of the top musicians in the world. He's made album covers and visuals for the likes of Bozzy and Lil Wayne and up-and-coming Disney stars and just many more musicians and just many more talents. Uh, I believe he is one of my favorite people I've brought on here. And I, yeah, I do not say that lightly. He's a very talented man, very well spoken, and I think all of you can take a little bit away from his story. So without further ado, Jameson, and not like the liquor, not spelled like the liquor, just one name, Jameson, kind of like Drake and Beyonce. So don't forget it. How are you? I'm I'm good, man. Just uh, enjoying uh, the beautiful day in LA right now. What's the uh, weather over there right now? Um, it's like 90 and sunny. Are you in the city, you said? Uh, yeah, I live in downtown, uh, Koreatown. Oh, that's so cool. Describe as best as you can what you do for the listeners so I can get a better grip on who you are. Yeah, for sure. Um, so basically, uh, I started out as an artist. Um, I've kind of transitioned since then into being more of a creative director, uh, behind the scenes, big picture guy. Um, you know, I dabble in anything from animation to branding to product design, you know, to, you know, music marketing, I, I kind of like every day to my repertoire. So I, it's, you know, getting harder and harder to kind of categorize my title, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Yeah. So if you want to maybe break down and backtrack how you got to where you are today. For sure. Um, yeah. Let's go for it. Um, so basically, uh, you know, I started out as an artist I'm from New York. Uh, I started making music when I was about 14, 15 years old. And from then on, I developed my skills recording at home and mixing. And at the time, you don't have a lot of budget. So I had to always create my own artwork and always do my own photo shoots because just in high school, you know, kids don't have two dimes to rub together. So I kind of just had to you know, make it happen, you know, elsewhere by learning how to do it. And, you know, throughout the years by college, I started getting kind of a local buzz uh, with my artistry and I opened for some big acts and I got 
the ears of a couple of big time songwriters um, out in LA and in New York City as well. And they kind of just offered me the opportunity to, you know, sign a pub deal with them and to kind of management deal as well and kind of go out to LA and, you know, give this thing a go, you know, like rather than it just be a hobby, you know? And so from that point on, I kind of, you know, went into this whole, you know, artist finding myself in LA situation. I went on tour. I did a few, you know, shows out here. I, I met a ton of artists. That's what you do out here. You kind of network. And through the networking, guys are like, who does your creative? Like, who does your photos, bro? Like, who does this? And I'm like, just me, man. Like, I, you know, I collab with people sometimes and stuff, but most of the time it's just all me. And so from then on, that kind of just led into artists that were my friends wanted work from me. So I started there. And then just word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth, just kept recommending, you know, kept recommending me to artists that are bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, you know, as money was good with music, you know, the money with graphic design and creative directing was just so nice, you know, and I loved what yeah. I was doing. And so it was coming in on such a consistent basis and, you know, earning an income from music is very hard. And so, you know, I, started to be like wow there really might be something here and i also started to realize the longevity of what i do is going to last a hundred times longer than being an artist you know even if i'm an iconic artist you know like it still has its you know time frame you know like of being and performing yeah music. most definitely exactly so i kind of was like hey listen I could be richer than any artists and, and, and not have to deal with the limelight and not have to deal with the drama and not have to deal with all that stuff, but still be able to work with all these artists and still go to the Grammys and still all do all these things and be around what I love without it being, you know, just me on stage, you know? And so I, I, I as much as I love being an artist and I probably will continue to put out music low key and continue to, you know, put out projects. But as far as like what I do now, it's just such a, a need in the industry right now um and once i stepped into animation and like 3d animation is what i'm expanding on now it's just like that's where everything is going you know including movies and stuff so i'm trying to break into the whole you know disney pixar game is right and so you have you've been getting your foot in the door and working with um, um some big disney names already right yeah, uh, so uh, I have a couple of um, contacts that I knew through my music uh, career uh, who basically, you know, thought of me, luckily and gratefully, that, you know, when they had an artist come about and made a project, they say, hey, listen, I know a guy, you know, here's his work, let's take a chance on him and we'll see how it comes out. And yeah, I've been working with um, J.D. McCrary, who's in The Lion King, um, Meg Donnelly, who's in Zombies and Disney Channel. Um, I'm continuing to work with uh, a couple of other artists that are developing, you know, through the Disney kind of channel. And, uh, you know, I'll be probably announcing, you know, more projects like at, with this upcoming year. Wow. That's exciting, man. Yeah, absolutely. So if you could, I don't know, I want to pick your brain here. The moment you realized that you wanted to turn your passion to your profession, as yeah. far as... I don't know. We can start with music and then we could go with art. If there's two epiphany moments in your life that you yeah. can specifically pick out, that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So the music thing happened early. You know, uh, it's funny, funny story. Uh, basically, I started music out of spite, which is really funny. If I always tell people that and they're like, well, how does that happen? So basically, I started making music with for fun and high. 
and we were rapping and I'm from New York. So New York is like the central of hip hop. And I'm, you know, prior to this, you know, mumble rap SoundCloud, like I've been rapping since like 50 Cent was out, you know, like way back right. when. So I, I really, you know, kind of got a feel for original hip hop and like what it was. And so I kind of tr would hit the back end of that and then hit the frat rap movement, you know, with Mac Miller and all these generational and iconic, you know, new school artists. And so I kind of capitalized off that where, you know, you know, back in 2000, 2001, you know, white kids really weren't in rap, you know, like it was Eminem and there was nobody else. Mm -hmm. And once it kind of Mac Miller and Asher Roth opened the doors for people like me, I kind of just, you know, rode that wave and, you know, started making music for college kids and kids who are mad at their parents and kids who just want to sneak out and get fucked up and stuff like that. And basically I, you know, discovered my love through my friends told me I wasn't good enough to be in a group in our school because they, the people were like making fun of us because New York's hard on you. You know, like if you're not good or like unbelievable, people will call you trash. <laughs> so I just really started working on my craft and I really, really worked. And I said, well, I'm going to show them. So I stopped making music with them and I told my mom to buy me a mic for my birthday. It's all I want. Like, please, like, just get me the mic and like, I will practice every day. And she's like, okay, so I got it. And for six months, I didn't show anybody what I worked on. I didn't, you know, tell anybody what I was doing. And then I just dropped it on Facebook, one song, and it wound up getting great feedback because I had made about a hundred bad songs before that. So my epiphany moment was kind of like, everyone thought I was so bad, but when I put the work in, people really noticed the results and were giving me props. So I'm like, well, if I put more work in, then I'm going to get more props. So that's what I, I became addicted to getting better at music. And so it wasn't really about fans in the beginning. Like I didn't really know how it worked. So I, I just kind of practiced, made song after song, probably like two, three songs a day for like every day of the week. And, you know, some of them never saw the light of day, but I just, I just kept making it. And then like through making it over and over and over again, you get good. And so I met John Kilmer, who is a videographer for Mike Studd and, you know, a lot of other guys in the industry. And we set a series of videos and he introduced me to the blog game and the blog game, you know, back a couple of years ago was like the height of underground music. And so right. basically we started getting our videos on the biggest blog artists. And I will credit those blogs because those blogs like turn my videos from, you know, 5,000, 10,000 views to, we were getting like 200,000, you know? And mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't, and to me, like they're just view, you know, like they're views and you're like, you can't believe they're going up. It's almost like you think they're not real. And you're like, there's no way that this many people are watching like 220. <laughs> and then I wake up and it wake up the next morning, it's 250. And you're like, there's 30,000 views overnight. Like how, you know, but yeah, it, it just, it just started going that way. And so the epiphany moment was kind of just like, I fell in love with it while I was trying to prove people wrong and just like, I just, and it's crazy because none of those people make music anymore, you know, and, and I am in the industry every day, you know, and it's just wild to me. And as far as the art side of things goes, I kind of had to have the epiphany. So what happened was, is, you know, you become an artist, you come to LA, I, you know, I, I was foolish, like a lot of artists do. And I come out here and I got an apartment and I got all these things. I spent all this money and I'm Ubering everywhere and I'm paying for everybody and I'm buying everybody gifts. And next thing you know, you're out of money. And you're like, well, well, what do I do? You know, like I'm in LA, I'm lost here. Like there's tons, it's like the land of artists that didn't make it as well as artists that have made Most it, definitely, you know? yeah. And so I kind of, 
And so I kind of hit rock bottom. You know, I kind of stopped making music because I, I needed to earn income. And the only talent I had was, you know, hey, listen, I have this kind of creative ability. I can illustrate. I can do this and that. Where can I kind of fit this in? And so what happened was is there was this company out in Hollywood, um, Create Music, and they took a chance on me and they offered me this opportunity. And I only got this opportunity because they knew me as an artist and how I was on tour and all this stuff. So, you know, they trusted my creativity at least enough, you know, because they're like, hey, listen, if you did all your album artworks and you did all this stuff, you could definitely help us. So I still went there and Create had already established huge relationships with Vine artists um, back when Vine was really blowing up and Instagram artists and um, basically this, that um, Digi tour type, you know, Nash Greer, Cameron Dallas, they were all so 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 they were all oh, yeah, they yeah, were all transitioning definitely. from influencer to try and being artists now it didn't work out for everybody but you know basically through that process i met tons of artists and they were big time artists with big followings and you know i'd be in the room with them and and i'd say hey listen like you know this is what i was working on and they're like that's really cool like why don't you meet me outside of here you know at my crib and we'll go discuss maybe doing some merch stuff and this and that and so through that i eventually left that company and I started my own and I'm like, well, I'm just going to do the same thing. And, you know, I kind of started poaching clients from a lot of people, you know, like just because I was I needed the money so I could undercut anybody. And so what happened was, is people were getting great, great right. product for like, you know, not dirt cheap, but way cheaper than what these big time media firms. And, you know, when they're a big artist, they walk in, people charge them 10 grand, like right there. And so I, I just, I was really cool with these artists and I didn't, you know, control their project. I just let them, whatever you want to make, let's make it. And like, so I did that. And through that, um, I met a couple of artists like Skate, who signed to Wiz Khalifa and who's like still one of my good homies. Um, I still work with him to this day. And, you know, we made a merch line that like sold out in like three, four days. And he hadn't done that yet, you know, yet. And so from that <laughs> point on, you know, people saw his stuff and were like, hey, listen, like, I want to work with you now and I want to work with you. So, Literally, I've never really done a lot of formal advertising. Like all these clients that you can see on my Instagram or my websites or whatever are word of mouth recommendation, which means the work really spoke for itself because I didn't really need to yeah. do much. Like people just will just show up in my email. I didn't ask anybody, you know, like they just, hey, listen, I got your information from so-and-so and I'd love to work with you. And it made me feel so good, like gratifying after so much disappointment with music that maybe, you know, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's crazy because when I was young, I wanted to be an artist, like, you know, drawing. And so, you know, when you realize when you're a kid, you're like, there's no way you mm -hmm. can make a living drawing pictures. And my, you know, that's what you just tell yourself. I mean, there's people who do it, but you know, you, yeah, exactly. Well, yes. so and so talking. even my parents, you know, who believe in me to, you know, more than anybody would tell me, you know, Pat, you know, come on, like, let's be real. Like we can't go to college just to draw, you know, like we have to, and, and like, how are we, Right, right. So confused and I was still doing the music. So I wasn't all the way in, you know, with the art thing. So they were mm -hmm. like, we're not going to. Exactly. Yeah, there was always that doubt. Exactly. So I kind of, I kind of was like, you know what? I'm hit rock bottom. Let me try this animation and, you know, artwork thing. It's really what seems like people give me credit for. You know, people started calling me like a lot of my friends started calling me the graphic god. And I'm like, I, I just started joking around with them and like running around. And so it eventually just started stemming into me being patient. And then I took a couple of risks and I made a few free animated clips 
for a few big time blogs. And I said, Hey, listen, I, I have this idea. I made this animated video and I, you know, I will give you the rights to this video if you just post it on your page. And they were getting, you know, 500,000 views on Instagram, you know, 250,000 views on Instagram. So they took it. And a couple of the companies were Ball is Life, um, Bleacher Report, like a couple of, you know, companies like that. And I'm a huge sports fan as well as the music yeah. industry. And so I did some, you know, clips like that. And that's how I got some of my contacts as well. And so from that point on, people saw the animated clip for the sports and they're like, oh, wow, well, can you do that for music? And I'm like, well, of course I can. So I just kind of like stumbled my way into this lane. And then I realized I don't want to work for another firm because firms will, they overcharge and then they underpay their employees. So I'm like, why, why? Right. Exactly. There's a, there's so if I work for myself, I choose my clients, I choose my projects. I make the price. I, I, I'm in charge of everything and I don't have a schedule. So if I don't want to work for three days in a row, I don't have to. But if I want to work all night, you know, for five days, I can. So it's just kind of, I just started taking on the projects that I really liked, as well as all the big artists that asked me to work. I would work overtime seven days a week, no breaks, no days off. I quit my job. Like at the time I had a job where I was kind of creative directing for a fashion company and I quit it. And I, I you know, I literally had no money in my account. I had no, you know, way to pay my bills and next thing you know, I just felt like destiny kind of like hit me in the back and like, just was like, Hey, listen, all this hard work you've been putting in for like 10 years here, it's time now. And then next thing you know, I just started getting flooded. I started working with Fetty Wap. I got an opportunity to work with Lil Wayne. I got an opportunity to work with Bozzy, like all these people that were like blowing up. And, you know, into, even now, like I'm just adding people to the roster every single day. And it's just like, I don't really know how it happened. It just kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is that's so cool if you could explain yeah, yeah. the time frame from um yeah for sure so basically like timeline probably within the past from age like 15 to like 20 i was doing my music all like all out then around 20 20 to 22 i okay. started to kind of say well i have this creative like juice in me like maybe i can make this you know I can make more money. Like, even if I'm an artist and I'm successful, there are artists like Kanye, you know, like Childish Gambino. These guys do more than just make music. And that's why they were kind of, they're my biggest inspiration because mm -hmm. I'm going to be a guy, like, I personally believe that I'm never going to do one thing. Like, if you know me, you're going to kind of know me as, wow, he, that guy does everything. He has his hand in everything. He does sports. He does music. He does movies. He does this. You know, I want to act. Like, I, and I don't, oh, and I don't always, yes, right. exactly. You and so I, I kind of like just whatever you need, I'll be. <laughs> and, uh, and, and to be honest, a lot of designers, they kind of, you know, they kind of put themselves in a box. They, 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 they get a style, they get a vibe and, and that's it, you know? And, and one thing I realized is I beat out a lot of the competition is because one person will be excellent at, or then another guy will be excellent at drawing, but they don't really yeah. offer yeah. anything else. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all drawn pictures or they either do all 3d mm -hmm. renders. And I'm like, Hey, well, if I dabble in 3d render and I dabble in animation and I dabble in regular Photoshop and, and photo edits and all this stuff, it kind of like any client, any artist, country, rap, techno, you know, overseas, it doesn't matter. I can do it. If they need an animated clip, I can do it. If they need a drawing clip, I can do it. If they need a photo edit, I can do it. And so that I was, and I started taking on projects 
even when I didn't know how to do it. So people would say to me, and there's nothing like throwing yourself in the fire. So they'd be like, can you do this animated video? And I'm like, mm -hmm. sure. And I'll be honest, I had no clue how to do it. But they, the money hits your account and you're like, well, time clocks are ticking. You know, they just paid you for a product and you just promised you could deliver. So basically you better deliver. So you sit up all night watching videos, learning how to do it, failing, exporting, messing it up, doing it again. And I'd like through that process, I just learned how to do things like out of necessity, out of I have to do this, so I'm gonna do it. And then I became like this self, you know, believer, like, damn, if I speak it, it'll happen. So from like age 23, 24, I kind of just was in that lull. And then just in the past, like two years, it's just kind of gone off for me. And like, it's gone like nothing but up. I mean, I know like everyone's careers has up and downs, but like for, you know, for how it's going, I just can't see it going anywhere, but up for now, just like with the positive reactions that I'm getting from people. Um, to be honest, no, I don't. <laughs> and that's probably, you know, it is a curse sometimes. Uh, I will almost every day wake up 6 a.m. when I don't have to wake up. You know, I work for myself. 6 a.m. I'm up. You know, my girlfriend will be sleeping and I'm walking my dog before even the sun comes up, laptop out, headphones in, you know, and I'm just on it. And like, I'm addicted to the feeling now. Once you start feeling the success and you start feeling the, you start getting paid for what you're doing and you're getting validated for what you're doing and people are giving you the credit that you deserve, you just want to be better for them. Like you just want to give them better products and learn. And so, no, I probably maybe sleep three, four hours a night, you know, like on average, I don't, you know, get a lot of rest. And that's why my, well, I'll be watching movies with my girlfriend sometimes. And like, I'll just pass the fuck out because like, I'm just, my, my body just shuts down in the middle yeah. of like, we'll be randomly like on our way home from lunch and I'm in the Uber, like asleep. Like, cause I just like, my body's like, yep, you need a, a little cat nap. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. There's a lot of very top-notch creators who yep. <laughs> do not value sleep because they, they're just so in love exactly. with the, and, the and work, the grind. And uh, that's, uh, that's something that you guys ought Yeah, to and, and the thing is, is I'm also, that. like, even when I was younger, I was always a night owl. So even though I slept more when I was younger, I was always, the ideas mm -hmm. always come to me early morning, late, late at night. Like, never in the day. Like, I'm not really a day creator. Exactly. I kind of relax during the day. Yeah. And I do my thing. I eat lunch. Like, I'll walk my dog and like shit. But then next thing you know, the nighttime hits and I'm just like, I don't go out ever. I don't hit the club really. I don't really do much. I mean, maybe occasionally for special occasions, but I don't go out period. Like, and that's, that's a huge sacrifice that a lot of people don't want to do. I don't really even like even going out to dinner, even going out and mm -hmm. doing stuff like I just don't have time, you know? And it, like, and I'm like, well, we could do this now or we could do the work now and later, you know, for the next 20 years, I don't have to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm kind of like, I'll rest and go to dinner and vacation exactly. and live my life and take care of my family when I can, you know, like for right now, like from age 20 to 30 to 35, you should just be grinding out everything you want to do because I'm the type of person that's like, if I live my life and then by the time I turn, you know, 80 or whatever, you know, if I can live that long and just, if I'm sitting there and I'm not doing something I was passionate about, I literally, I'm the type of person that I'm like, I wasted my life. You know, like I completely, it was a complete waste. Like what, if I'm only here for a certain amount of time, I should be doing stuff that means something to me. And like, I know it sounds cliche with people who are very creative. They're like, 
pursue your passion, you know, do, do what you believe in, you know, and, and it is true. Like it really is, but you really have to believe it and you really have to put in the work. Cause I know tons of people that say, Oh, I love it. And I want to do it so bad, but then they go to the beach and they're going out to dinner and they're going to bars and they're hanging out with their friends. And it's like all those times while people were sitting there, I was sitting at home in the dark, you know, working on my stuff. So that's kind of, you know, paying off for me now, but you know, I missed out on a lot of memories and a lot of things, you know, when I was younger, just because I was doing that. Right. And I'm going to like yes. quote Casey Neistat here. I'm sure, you know, um, he, he would say, uh, I think I just, I just drew a blank, but uh, for, I'll go back to that when it comes, but for me, I, I can only get yeah. to the, the workflow state at night. And I don't know if you, you, if that is something that you feel like you have too. like, yep. Once, once it turns dark, absolutely. Oh man, like I, I just want to start working and it's so, it's so easy to snap into that flow that is so addicting. I'm actually more addicted to the yeah. workflow state than um, like finishing. Like, it's just so good to be in that time. Like, there's time flies by you. Next yeah, you know, many times I've it's, literally it's looked into my kitchen and I see the sun like hitting my floor and I'm like, wow, I really was editing that clip all night long. Like, holy crap. And it, and it goes <laughs> by like in the blink of an eye. And it's really funny because me and my girl will be on separate schedules. She'll be kind of working. She's like, really? You're going to bed? You worked all night? Because yeah, I'll get up out of bed sometimes while I'm sleeping. Creep mm -hmm. out of the room, go into my living room, sit down start working on my stuff and I'm like, you know, and she wakes up and she's like, why are you so tired? Why are you so tired? I'm like, I'm tired because I was working. She's like, ah, so we go, it's almost like I worked the night shift, you know, even though I'm yeah. at home, it's funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Voluntarily. That's awesome. Yeah. It just came back into my mind when, when you hear someone say like, oh yeah, I really want to be a graphic designer. Or I really want to be a musician, Yep. but they don't put in the work. Casey Neistat would say, that's just it, one more person that's I don't have to climb over to the top. Yes, they, they don't want to 100%. do it. 100%. And they I want to that do statement like, wholeheartedly. Like, uh, there are so many talented people that I've encountered in my life that I'm like, if you applied yourself. And uh, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. A lot of my work ethic comes from my athletic background. So like, I understood that like, if you want to be the best player on the court or on the field, you need to put the, you need to hit the gym. You need to hit the weights. Like you need to be, you know, getting a thousand shots up. And I played basketball for like 10 years and I just used kind of like, I'm a big fan of Kobe Bryant. And I use Kobe as like one of my biggest motivations. Like basically at the end of the day, I don't like to lose. So I look at everything as a competition. So I look at other designers and literally a great example. Right. I idolized, um, a certain artist, you know, that makes cover arts and he's a big time artist. He does stuff with Chris Brown, Lil Wayne, Ty Dolla Sign, you know, you name it, he's done something for them. And I looked at his stuff for the past like five years, like in awe. And then just this past month, me and him for album covers for the same artist. Like we were both, they had both of our stuff on the billboard, basically choosing between <laughs> us. Now, you know, the choice wasn't made yet and such, but I, I love using the Drake quote, when your idols become your rivals and you got an AI for your, like, basically, like, you work so hard to a point where all the people you kind of idolize are now my competition. So now I really got to 
Yeah. Wait, wait. Say that. Say the Drake so quote one more time. The, Dr- the Drake. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, for sure. The Drake quote. The Drake quote yeah. is um, when your idols become your rivals, and you have to AI them for your survival. For when Allen Iverson crossed over Michael Jordan. And it was basically this iconic moment of, right. hey, yeah, you're my, you're my, you know, dream. Like you're everything that I want to be as a player. But guess what? I'm here on the same court with you now. I just crossed you up and hit the game winner in your face. And it's like you kind of walk off the court at that moment. And you're like, I guess I'm a little, I'm on this level now. And so you get a little bit of an ego. You get a little bit like, yeah. you know what? Yeah, like you're one of the Goose best bumps. in the game now. Goose and you're bumps, like, you know man. what? Now I can't settle because the hunger is what got me here. And so I keep, like, I humble myself kind of every day. Like, you haven't done anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I mean, I may, I have, and I take that time to, like, appreciate right. it, but not for long. Because I just keep, I'm like, well, I haven't made a movie yet. I right. haven't gotten a Grammy yet. I haven't gotten, you know, a platinum record, you know, hanging in my house of, of a record that was like Cardi B. You know, where it's like, it sold 10 million copies and, like, my artwork was that. You know, like, we're getting there, but, you know, like, I want that. And then once I get that, I'm going to want more. I want to design my own shoes that like drop, like, you know, like uh, Childish did with the collab with Adidas or Yeezys. Like I want to be more than just a designer. I want to be a fashion designer. I'm going to start magazines. I want to start all types of content for people in all different areas and eventually start my own company. That's not just design and branding and stuff, but a medium, like from music, like label, like whatever you want to call it you know, basically be a conglomerate of just creative talent. Yeah, that's so cool. And I mean, that, that competitive mindset, growing up, oh, I okay. played club Same. soccer all throughout my, my childhood. And uh, whenever we would score a goal, e- even if we were up 5-0, when we were coming back to our own side, we would say, mm-hmm. all right, 0-0, zero, 0-0. Zero, zero, zero. That's basically yep. exactly what you just described, you know, just using the hunger at all times it, it never get never gets shut off and that's something i think kids growing yep. up playing sports only know or or at least they, yeah, they and, get it and quicker i had some good coaches you know? um that taught me some good work ethic and i saw you know success when i put the work in and i'm gonna be real i didn't really put enough work in until i was a grown man because as a kid you have distractions you have girlfriends you have all these things that kind of deter you away from the things that you really should be doing and once I hit like, you know, my, my 20s yeah. and like I really started to realize like the time is a wasting, dude. Like I'm watching kids. And when one thing that got me so depressed was seeing all these kids that I saw had huge dreams that were extremely talented. And not that settling for, you know, a, a day job or doing other things is bad because there's tons of people that live their lives happy doing that. It's just not something that I wanted to do. And so seeing talented people settle. And being a little bit, and I knew they had what it took if they just had put the work in, made me like, I can't be one of those people. You know, like I, I literally will not be able to live with myself if I have not given everything. Now, if I give everything I got every day, seven days a week, 24, seven, 365, and I fail, then at least I tried. You know, at least I told everybody that I did it till my legs fell off, you know, but you realize that once you really put that work in, you see the results like you start to see and like i use this example again it's another sports analogy but the game slows down for you like everything seems so easy once you work like you do like so you you develop this ethic you develop this clientele you develop this you know creative vision and i just 
constantly want to get better. And so in that sense, you're always going to get better if you want to get better. And there's, and if I don't know something, eventually I'll master animation and then I'll move to something else, even production of sewing and learning how to do that. Like anything I can get my hands on that I don't know how to do. So when I walk in a room, it's like, what can't he do? Like I would start, so well, give me one thing that you can't do. You know what I'm saying? Because even <laughs> yeah. like, cause I yeah. went to school, even though I dropped out of school, I still went to school for three years for music marketing. So that's another thing that really helped me is I learned how to market. So not every graphic designer, like they'll design, but they don't know how to implement that into an ad or they don't know how to, they just know, Hey, this is what they want. And this is what I'm going to make. But I, I kind of like, I'm like a, yeah. Right. And I'm a sponge. I suck up like all it. the information and it doesn't matter. I don't, I'm not biased to anything and I listen to a lot of opinions and I handle criticism rather well. When I was younger, I didn't, but a lot of graphic designers get really hurt, you know, like when people don't like their work and I'm kind of the guy that's just, it's not worth it if they're not happy because it's their project. You know, if it was my project, I'll make it how I want, but this person paid me this X amount because they think I can develop what they want. And so that's kind of where people kind of get misconceptions just because they, people think, well, you hired me and this is my style. So this is what you get. No, no, no. And that's a, that's a big mistake. A lot of designers do where they're trying to force the issue of the idea that they want to do. And I kind of learned through hardships in like the early industry of you can't argue, just do what they want. And like, if you do what they want, they're going to be happy and they're going to come back. And like, I'm the type of guy that once uh, Mm -hmm. an artist kind of signs up with me to work, I rarely lose a client, you know, like I rarely go and see them have an album cover done by someone else. They are always calling me. They're on and we get even a lot of artists are just on a monthly thing because they just know. And at this point, a lot of artists just send me the song and say, just go. They don't even give me a description. They don't even give me any guidelines. They just just (laughs) go because whatever you're going to do is going to be great. And I'm like, well, I and I'm humbled by that. I'm like, thank you like so much. And I get a lot of kids like asking, you know, my advice and stuff and Another thing that I'll tell anybody listening is like, don't pay to go to school to be a designer. Don't go, don't do not pay. I self-taught all of my skills. I've learned all of my skills via either YouTube, online. There's so many free resources that are just as retainable that you can go back and you can rewind. Teachers, you can't always rewind what they're saying. You know, like now you can take notes and stuff, but it's like, if you just sit there and you learn through media and you learn and you can sit down and pay attention and you care, spend your money learning another skill and then use the graphic designs with that skill and, and make money that way. You know what I'm saying? Like go to school for marketing or go to school for advertising and learn kind of how to exactly. implement your graphics into that world. So once you're in a room full of advertisers, they're all just advertisers, but you're like, Hey, listen, I can make the ad and I can sell it. And they're like, Ooh, I don't have to pay two people. I can pay one person. And that's what you can. And then you start walking into rooms and they're like, well, we don't need an animator and we don't need a photo editor because this guy does it all. So just pay him a little bit more rather than paying two salaries. And that's kind of where I've really gotten into like competitive with people because a lot of people lose work because they say, Oh, I can do that, but I can't do that. And even if I can't do it, I say, I say I can. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can do yeah. that. And they're like, okay. <laughs> that's, that's incredible advice. I love that. And I feel like that's especially right now when people are just trying to, mm-hmm. you know, fit into algorithms, fit into niches. A lot of people are yep. really harming their futures because 
you know, they just apply themselves to a specific crowd or a specific audience. And I think you're a great example of doing the opposite and it's yeah. still benefit. It's still beneficial. And um, I think more people need to, to strive <laughs> yeah. for that. You know, the master of none. I um I it's, also have the credit incredible. like my family is is I'm the black sheep in my family. So I was raised by two corporate America, like as corporate America as it comes. And they're big, you know, they work at pharmaceutical companies and they're all, you know, it's all white collar business and big meetings and all this stuff. So I kind of learned not to be t too much of an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like too corporate to not knowing how to speak with people in meetings. Cause you know, sometimes you'll meet an artist that's incredibly talented or a producer or whatever, but you kind of get them on an interview or you get them in a thing and they're kind of, they shy away or they don't know exactly what to say. Cause they're like, Hey, I'm just the creative guy. You know, like I'm not the talker, but one thing being an artist and being kind of yeah. like I, from an early age, I was kind of taught like sell yourself. You got to learn how to schmooze. You got to learn how to, be in a business meeting and kind of learn how to get what you want by talking. And so I kind of learned like this kind of structured environment. And I just kind of used some of that structured environment and then some of my art environment. And I kind of combined them into of I'm half corporate and I'm half super artist music industry. So even though I'm working on all these album covers and I'm working on all these, you know, animations and what have you, I've also designed products that are in Whole Foods that people don't even know. Like people don't even know that like there's products that are in Whole Foods that I, the bag I designed, the bottle I designed, like, <laughs> yeah. and people are like, wait, you designed this? And I'm like, yep. Or there's apparel for golf courses that people use at like big golf courses that people would never knew that I did. And it's just like, there's too many things that I can't put it all, you know, on social media. So it's like, I, but that's the stuff I kind of keep low key. But at the same time, it's like being able to do those things. Those people have money too. You know, there's big corporate companies that want to pay you to do this stuff. And they just want a little dash of that music industry flair on it, but cohesive with their brand. And so I kind of learned both those worlds through my parents, through my, my, right. my brother's a biochemical engineer. So he's a huge music fan, but when we talk, it's just different language, you know, but at the same time, I learned to speak his language. He learned to speak mine and you just learn, okay, so this is this demographic and this is this demographic. And you just, basically I'm a chameleon, like Swiss army knife, chameleon, whatever you want to call it. Whatever room I'm in, I adapt to that environment mm -hmm. and make it work. If you're that way and you're that accepting of environments, as long as it's not toxic, you know, or hostile, you're you're always gonna win because everyone you're gonna find someone in every room that likes you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Love it. So I wanna know uh, your favorite movie. Okay, so my favorite movie, it's so hard. So I've seen more movies probably than any person you know. I'm the biggest movie person, probably seen over 3000 movies in my life, maybe more than that. And I probably my favorite movie wow. is, wow. <laughs> I'd have to say either Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio or okay. Gladiator. <laughs> so I'm a very, huge very Tarantino fan too. So it was <laughs> killing me. I wanted to say a tarantino movie leo's my favorite actor yeah. so i gotta go with leo no i love that too <laughs> but uh yeah so probably yeah. catch me if you can and just because i love that movie and how he literally a 17 year old kid literally talks himself into a million dollars you know what i'm saying like it, it, and he's so brilliant and so smart mm -hmm. and I, i'm gonna tell you a funny story the reason i really like it is because he counterfeited checks and when i was a kid i never did anything like that 
But what I did do is I did it to my grades. And so I literally scanned mm -hmm. my progress reports <laughs> as a 15-year-old kid. I would cut out the grades on the copy. I would paste them with a glue stick over. <laughs> I would rescan, and I would literally do that. I would seal it up in another envelope that I took from school. I would put it back in the thing, and next thing you know, it would be changed. And like, oh. obviously, you know, Love. later on, and I, you know, college, whatever, you know, people check my grades and shit, and I did the same thing. <laughs> many times i'm not like proud of it but at the same time it was just like i related to that movie like so much just like i've i've had to you know slide through get myself out of some trouble with my you know parents or you know whatever and i've always managed to kind of do that <laughs> <laughs> oh that, that's awesome <laughs> mom i'm sorry I mean, if you're now, listening now looking back, mom i'm sorry if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ex exactly i was waiting i was waiting for that one <laughs> all right who are your inspirations growing up and who are your inspirations? I briefly currently? mentioned, but my biggest inspirations, um, I have like three idols, four idols that like, I really, you know, follow them wherever they go. Drake, LeBron, Kanye, and Childish Gambino. Mm -hmm. And maybe ASAP, like he's right on the brink, you know, just of how he did music and fashion and stuff. But really, you know, LeBron on the athletic front, right. just like, you know, I've been a fan of him since I was a kid and just like how he goes about his career and, you know, like how he's always made the right moves and more than an athlete, exactly what I'm saying, like more than a designer, like basically I can do a million things. I can do whatever I want, you know, like with my platform, don't tell me what I can and can't do, you know? So I always admired that mentality. Childish right. Gambino, I mean, he's in Star Wars, he's in Lion King, he writes hit songs, he has a hit TV show. I mean, the guy has a number one song, like, it, you name it, he's done it. He's in a movie with Rihanna, like, he, he is so versatile, and he has an Adidas line, and he's working on other ventures. It's just, like, so, like, yeah, so he's really, Incredible. like, one of my biggest inspiration, and he's done it all before, you know, he's 35, 40. So it's like he's done all these things and he still has half his life to go. So like I, I, I can anticipate him being like right. one of the most iconic like figures like in 10, 20 years of like how did Donald Glover like do all this? Like and I kind of uh, him and Kanye are really like Kanye just does what he wants. Now he's kind of, he's kind of gone off the deep end a little bit recently. And like I'm on board with like I'm not on board with everything he does. But just from his standpoint of he doesn't care if he wants to make it, he makes it and. And I don't get mad at him for talking himself up because I've learned as I've gotten success that the more I do what he does, the more I get. So like it, people, believe it or not, they say they hate coffee, yeah. but if you're too humble, people won't think you're the shit. It's kind of crazy. Like I've, I've been, I was like mm -hmm. meek about my skills for a really long time. And I would say to people like, Oh yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm a, and I've never got any consistent work and nobody ever hit me up. Blah, blah, blah. The moment I just started telling people and they, they, bro, this is like the best artwork I've ever seen. I'm like, you're damn straight. It is, you know, like not, not being like over the top, but just like, you know, just, yeah, just getting <laughs> no, confident no, in my work. And the moment I got confident and I got a little bit of ego and I'm like, you know what? I am one of the best out here. Or if I I'm not now, I will be very soon. And so like the moment I started having that attitude, everybody started reflecting it. They started saying it to me. I started getting bigger meetings and people started introducing me. Oh, this guy's a god at this. Like, and I'm just like, oh, wow. So like you believe that believe me mentality that Kanye kind of preaches, it, it works. Gary V, you know, same thing. Like if you think you're the shit and you work hard and you put in the effort, you will get yeah. whatever you want. 
because if you're relentless, you're going to beat people that aren't up all night, that don't want to do it. They want to give up or they get tired of it. And I'm just like, I'll be sitting there with my drool, like waiting for the opportunity. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything else with my life. Like, this is what I do. So I'm wasting time doing anything else. Yeah. I mean, I got a quote for you. It was when Tim Ferriss brought Vince Vaughn onto his podcast. Vince Vaughn said, you get, or it could have been Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. One of them said it, but they were on the podcast together. It's one of my favorite podcasts. He, um, one of them said, you get what you negotiate for in life, not what you work for. And, uh, that that's, (laughs) something that blew my mind because you know growing up you're like you get you got to work hard you got to work hard and i mean if mm-hmm. yeah that's half the battle i mean but if you want to yep. go to the next level and, and you it's kind of like talk, if talk. you're on <laughs> you got to talk it and then exactly. if you walk the walk it, exactly it, boom, just like when you're on the court you got, you with the players sides. like like Shaq and kobe always said like when they went on the court against the kings in the western conference finals Shaq said during the during the uh national anthem he would look at each player and he'd wait for the eye contact. And if the player looked at him and looked down, he's like, they're done. They're done. Because it's just like that mentality of like eat or be eaten. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dude. If you eat or get I eaten. Like, so if I'm that. standing there and I'm telling you the best and I'm pumping myself up and I'm putting the work in, I'm not just talking. I, I'm really doing the work. And just like Kobe, you strike fear in the people that, you know, like that are your competition. So people will be like, dude, this dude's up at 2 a.m. Like, I, I gotta like work harder. And you know, people are either gonna say, this guy's crazy. Like, I'm not, I'm not obsessed like that. I need to have a life. I need to have a life. But it's like, yeah, you know, you can have that life, but I wanna have that life. I wanna be traveling the world. I wanna be in a, a room full of mm-hmm. 2,000 kids that wanna do what I do and I can explain to them like how I did it. Like, all that stuff is stuff that I want. And it's so, I'm the type of guy like, I yeah. look at every, cover artwork guy every creative director justin beavers drakes lebron's whoever and i literally tell my family and friends all the time oh i'm gonna work with lebron i'm gonna work with drake like it's just a matter of time like it, now it's not happening right now but i'm gonna make mm-hmm. it happen and it's gonna happen so just i just gotta be patient i just gotta work yeah and you'd be surprised what a cold dm to certain people is like i've gotten a lot of work with idols that have worked with just by taking a chance writing a message not even that long, you know, not this lifelong story about how I, you know, I just was like, hey, listen, I really enjoy you, you know, blah, blah, blah. I love your game or I love your work. I'd love to collab on you with something. Let me know. I'm located here. I've gotten tons of work doing that. Now, granted, I have gotten some online recognition and social media attention. So people don't just brush off my profile. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's still like, I just have the attitude of what's the worst that can happen? They don't read it. Like, what am I going to cry about it? You know, like, who cares? Like, it, it, so when you're mm-hmm. dead and you're and you're walking down the court, if you're all not talking the talk and you're kind of all humble and you're kind of just, you know, doing your thing, sometimes that'll work. But sometimes you're up against somebody that's like talking and they're doing it and they're blah, blah, blah. And you're like, hey, man, like, if I don't start making a, a name for myself, I'm never going to get on the highlights on ESPN. I'm never going to get because he's not loud enough. You know, he's not you know, doing enough. And it's like Anthony Davis, people just kind of don't talk about him because he's in New Orleans. But in LA, everybody talks about him. He's on every talk show. It's because like the moment you're in the spotlight, you kind of have to get to the spotlight and get your message out then. If you're just trying to talk in along the way and you're not really making any noise, no one's going to listen to you. Love what you said about the DMs. 
because that's something someone I follow personally, you mentioned Gary V. Yeah. Kind of inspired me to start Crystal Palace Media first off. But um yep. he always says it, it goes down in the DMs, it man. And it, it does. It definitely does. It's literally half the battle and it's so easy. And yep. the last thing, yeah, like you said, yep. they can and say how no. many people are okay. out there that can go help? The you know, there's mi- like, there's millions of people on Instagram. And you know what? You can go to overseas. Like in this age, like I work with artists in other countries. Yeah. I've done music video animated music videos for artists in France. Like it's not just the United States. You know, so you, in this beauty and age, you can reach out to anybody, you know, you can, you can translate your message even, you know, like, and send it to them and be like, Hey, listen, and they're going to say, Oh, well, this guy's from LA. And that, you know, when you're not from the United States, they kind of glorify the United States, at least from an entertainment perspective. So very big artist in London or someone else. And they're like, well, this guy's in LA and he's working with so-and-so and so-and-so maybe we should answer him, you know? And you're like, you know, and just that that risk of just like, what's the worst they could say? Just like trying out for sports teams or whatever. Like, what's the worst? You get cut. Okay, you get cut. Get better. Come back next year and try and get try it again. And if you got cut, you didn't put enough work in. And eventually, you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it if you really put the work in and you're sleeping with the ball and you're doing everything you need to do. Because it's just, it's just you have to be sickly addicted to it, like you said. And if you're not sickly addicted to it. And I, I, by the way, I also agree that everybody who kind of does this is a little bit off. You know what I'm saying? Like every creator that kind of. Yeah, no, you you have to be yeah. psycho about it. Yeah, you have to be <laughs> kind of like weird. Like, it's okay. like yeah. even sometimes my friends would be like, okay, take a break. You know, like, okay, you work, you work six days this week. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. Just let, let me just export this. Let me just let me just work on this. And, and then we're on, I'm editing stuff on my phone, even when I'm out. And they're like, just 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 stop for a second. And you're like, okay, 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 okay. And then you come down, and then I just start getting sick. <laughs> so I get this feeling in the pit of my stomach when I'm not working on stuff. And it's like, you need to be working. You need to be working. Yep. Your competition's working right now. Are you? You're playing 2K. You need to stop. You need to pick up the computer and you need to do that music video. And I'm like controller off walk over to the computer throw my headphones in and get it done now i do take a break here and there like mini breaks though like 10 minutes you know like a little i go get some food i get a drink and go back like i'm a type of person also when i work i work for hours straight i don't really work you know for you know an hour and then i'm done for the day like i work for eight hours and then i take four hours off and then i work for eight hours you know like it's just like non-stop and then my mom says like well what days are your day off there are no days mm-hmm. off <laughs> i get artists artists these days will text you at 2 a.m hey i have yeah. a song dropping tomorrow at 9 a.m like i literally will tell you right now i never said wow. no ever wow. and i was always like yup and what do you get you get the reputation of clutch you get the reputation of he'll come through even when there's not a lot of time and that's another thing that's helped me is i'm very quick with what i do and maybe it's because I self-taught, so I didn't do the organic way that people do things. Sometimes when you get taught in school, they give you this kind of like thought-out process of how you're supposed to do your work. Not, not with me. Like the way I do it is how I do it, you know? And I'm like, and I get it done just the same. So it, it gets done twice as fast. So explain to me the process of creating For like sure. one of your pieces maybe one of your recent ones or for sure so basically an artist will approach me and they'll tell me a project name and they'll say hey this is the name and here's the record and i want to know you know it goes one of two ways 
either I want to know what you think of it. What's your vision? Because some guys come to me purely because they want my vision and other people want me to convey their vision. And so when they want my vision, I listen to the song and it's going to sound really like short and like simple, but it just comes to me. It's the weirdest thing. I hear a song, I close my eyes and because I'm an artist, I envision me being the artist. So I put myself in that artist's shoes and I go, well, if I was them, what would I want? And, that, and then I just go. So like people will just tell me, so this is my song, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, I did an artwork for Bozzy and Little Wayne uh, with Netsky. Uh, I don't even know you anymore. It was, uh, they dropped it a couple months ago. And basically they came to me and they said, hey, listen, we have this song, blah, blah, blah what's your idea we know you're good at anime you know we we kind of thought maybe you could add that flair to this and the moment i listened to the record i started to think okay this looks like an old school 80s anime poster like i'm picturing you know when it shows like the car and like on the base and then the sunset in the background and then it shows like the face to the side like that classic yeah. anime like you know um akira type vibe and I'm like, okay, so I, I'm just going to start going with that. So I created them kind of in that anime style. And I made it kind of like an old school anime hand-drawn poster. And like I sent it over and they, were, they loved it. Now we did tweaks here and there with fonts and stuff like that. But just like I, I kind of just – people think – people ask me all the time, do you ever run out of ideas? And the one answer I always give is no. And, and I, maybe that's the gift. Like maybe that's what I'm blessed with is – I never run out of ideas ever. Like I literally, no matter what time of the day, now there are ideas that stump me, but it's not because I can't think of it. It's because I'm not on board maybe with what the artist is trying to do. And so my passion isn't there. And so I'm kind of like, uh, like a little stuck. Like I have my idea, but they don't want that. So I get kind of like, mm. but you know, I don't really convey that to them. I just keep it to myself and I kind of just will take a little break and then I'll step into that project and eventually, you know, complete it to, you know, um, satisfaction. But I, I really like, I just, it, the, the processes just come to me. The vision just comes to me, whether it's 3d or animated. I'm like, I see this being animated or I see this being a photo shoot. Now, if they send me a photo, it makes it easier because you're like, okay, well, I got to use this photo, but okay, well I can, I want to make this look like an old VHS tape and put the tape along the side and then I'll put all the paper tears. And like, I've been doing the paper tears for like six years. Now everybody does it. But back in the day, like people used to be like, is that paper? Is you ripped it? How did you do that? And like now, like you can just download little packets that have all types of rips and overlays and all that stuff. But back when I started, you had to make it. So I would take pictures of ripped paper and like, you know, upload it on my computer and vectorize it and basically make it the assets itself. So explain to me what's your favorite so piece. So I have so to far. say the one I mentioned before with Little Wayne and Bozzy is definitely one of my favorites only because, you know, a kid from New York that is from suburbia, man, to be able to work on anything involving Little Wayne, who's like the legend, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, you know, I've worked with a lot of artists, oh, you know, sure. up and comers or whatever, for but sure. like that just took it to a new level. I'm like, it's Little Wayne. Like I, I'm drawing his face and they're posting it. Like Young Money's posting it. Like, I'm like, I like when I was a kid, like if I could, if my <laughs> yeah. younger me could meet me, my younger me would be like flipping out. Like, how the hell did he pull that off? You know, but um, besides that one, um, 
one of my favorite pieces would probably be I also did an artwork for um Fetty Wap and Meg Donnelly which was with you and it was kind of like a cartoony you know 3D vibe and I just I I had a, a vision of how do I combine a rapper like Fetty Wap and a Disney star you know like how do I make that work creatively without making her look too hip-hop or without him looking too corny you know and I kind of just took this mentality of like well animation makes everything right. kid-like and more you know friendly but at the same time these days that anime kind of 3D vibe with 6 9 and other artists is kind of like the thing now. Like everybody wants 3D animated Pixar artwork and music videos and stuff like Juice World and other artists and stuff. So definitely working with Fetty Wap um, was really cool too. Um, considering, you know, a couple of years ago in LA, I was bumping Trap Queen like everybody else. And like now I'm doing artworks for him. So that, that was really neat too. Yeah, that, that those are both just incredible pieces, and uh, the Thank prestige you. is Thank incredible. You. So, congrats for those, man. So, yeah. So, as we go into the last couple sure. questions, we'll do a little speed round. Um, what do you believe that everyone? What do thinks I believe that everyone crazy? thinks is crazy? That you shouldn't go to college. Like most people think I'm crazy. Like most people with like half a brain, they're like, you may have to go to some school. I'm like, no, I don't think kids need school at all. Like I really don't. Like I think they maybe need like the basis education of high school, but I feel like after high school, there should be like specialist schools, like just for what you want to do. And if you don't want to know, like don't know what you want to do, then you should just, you know, figure it out. And then when you figure it out, go to school. All right. And um, what does happiness mean to you? Uh, working on your passion uh i believe that if you're you know eight hours nine hours ten hours a day working should be spent on something that you love and something that you're good at and if you know you're you're really good at something and you love it you're gonna find success in it because you know it's so hard to be successful in something that you don't like so i, I truly believe that happiness is waking up every day and being happy to do what you do great answer great answer all right last one what does it mean to be a creator and what responsibilities? One thing uh, I would say is that being a creator and the responsibilities are you are vital to other people's influence. So basically like you don't realize it, but as you're being influenced by other people and other artists and taking things in and learning, people are taking in what you do and learning from what you do and coming to your page for inspiration and you don't realize it, but they become your fans. And like all the while you're fans of these, you know, big designers and such, but then they're fans of you. And so the responsibility is, is don't ever, this is one thing that I've always, you know, stuck to when I made music and what I do now is if someone DMs me or messages and they truly have a genuine question or answer you know, or, or, you know, statement that they want to tell me and it's not rude or like abrupt or like super short or just like, Hey, make me some art, you know, like something like that. Then I, then I, I literally will take the time <laughs> yeah, to give them yeah. really thought out responses. Like I've had full on conversations with kids. I don't even know for like 30 minutes, just giving them feedback on what they should do and what they shouldn't do. And they ask me some questions about school and this, you know, what direction should I take? And I, I will literally, I, understand the responsibility that I have of influencing other people and how my words could literally affect 
what someone else does. And so I always encourage people to keep, you know, working hard and, hey, listen, if you have any questions, let me know. Because I know that when I was younger, if some person like me had answered me, which a few did, but not, you know, not a lot, had, and also it was people weren't as accessible as they are now. But basically, like, if I had had that, I probably would have made a few different decisions, you know, in life. But because I was just listening to my parents and like, you know, just people around me that weren't necessarily in this industry, not that they didn't know, but just they kind of, you know, just know their way and they don't really know. And it would have been it's very vital to listen to other creators and to go to conferences and to listen to what they have to say, because they have a lot of information to offer. So definitely responsibility to the people that follow you and to, to care about like, you know, helping them out and coming up. You blew it out of the water with that yeah, one. No that problem. was an incredible answer. Thank you for that. And before we go, if you want to plug your Instagram yeah, for sure. and anywhere else you are and any last minute messages you want to send to the listeners, to me, anyone listening that okay, you might so, think is well, listening, Instagram you want to tell is, them, this is go Jameson. for it. Um, it's like the, the whiskey, but it's J-A-M-I-E-S-O-N, not, you know, like spelled like it. I wish it was almost the same, but people people ask me all the time, like, are you Jameson like the liquor? <laughs> I'm like, uh, spelled differently. But yeah, so I would definitely say that, you know, just like work hard don't like BS your work. Like, you know, the work you put in and a lot of people like, including myself when I was younger, no one's immune to this. We kind of lie to other people. We act like we're working hard, but we're home. We're watching Netflix series. We're binging, we're eating snacks. We're, you know, we're napping, we're going to the beach, we're doing stuff by the pool. Like we're not working 24 seven. And so just, if you're going to talk to talk work, you know, like I, I will never hate on somebody that is putting in all the work and all the effort and they're seeing the results. It's just, don't be a halfway, you know, person, like either dive in it or don't, there's nothing wrong with doing either, but just make sure that if you're in it and you want it, know that there's a thousand to a million kids that every second you're not doing it, they are. And they're in less, like a lesser situation with either less money or less privileges or whatever it is. And if you're handed a platform and handed a supportive family and all the things that I've gotten, you're an idiot to not use that to your advantage because there's so many kids that waste it. So just don't waste your resources either. Incredible. Really awesome to talk with you. And a couple months down yeah. the line, we'll talk about work you've done, you know, further inspiring the community. Absolutely. So I no look problem, forward man. to it, man. Thank you so very thank much you for, for coming on me to come on.